0: My man, Casey yeah. Kendall, love this episode. You know what I love the most about it is it shows no kidding what can happen when you're intentional, when you surround yourself with uh, a group of amazing dudes who challenge you and who just challenge the, the, the way you think, the way you define things, um, and to do something about it, right? Like I, I, Casey is a dude – like he just takes action, man. He just takes yeah. action. and And the thing is – I imagine in every area of his life, he's always been a dude of action. It's just now he's actioning things that he hadn't thought about before. Like most of us, these things we just don't consider are typically the biggest priorities in our life. And there are things that we think are too big to do something about. So we do nothing. But in reality, you start, you just start taking steps and it could blow into something amazing, man. Love it. Yeah.
1: I mean, just, just having the clarity that he has. About what his priorities are in life, and then making decisions based off of those priorities. Mm. Um, I don't know of a lot of men that do that. No to to like to how you know clear he is in that.
0: So talk about to talk about you know clarity, not only clarity, but do the confidence. The confidence that when you have your priorities aligned to go in and he'll tell the story, but to go into your boss and be like, Yeah, I'll take the job on these conditions, which are my conditions. (laughs) Like, I love that, dude. Like, so empowering and so clear. And, dude, love it. It's a great episode. Go listen, then take action. Giddy up. See you. Men, we
1: are excited to announce our next Kinetic Man Retreat. It's in Empire, Colorado, September 27 to 29. They are amazing. You will have fun. You will have adventure. You will have challenge. You will make new connections and fellowship. Eat really good food. It's a beautiful location. Um, and you will walk away challenged and you will walk away changed. Go to thekineticman.com. Sign up. Before July 1st, you're going to get $1,000 of bonuses. Um, check that out on the website on the sign up, thekineticman.com. Take action,
0: be kinetic. You're listening to Filling the Storehouse podcast. I'm David. And I'm Stuart.
1: And we want to walk with you on the journey to living the abundant life through faith, family, and freedom. Our goal is to refine our why while helping you find yours. Together, achieve our best and highest purpose. In the end, we'll drive each other to intentionally fill our storehouse.
0: You start talking first. You you go. I'll go. Here's the thing, though. If you promise you won't open your mouth, I'll go. I'll go right now. As long as you won't talk for the rest of the time. promise I will never die. Maybe even ever. You never talk again. (laughs) Hey, I'm fired up uh, today, and and I want to make something very clear at the beginning why we wanted to have Casey on. Uh, This is not... An attempt to highlight the amazing the connect man mastermind and uh you know as a as a marketing thing it's gonna come off that way because it is awesome because if you're not part of it, you're missing out but really it's having Casey on I'll tell you Casey you when I think about you you're like you're like kind of a quiet guy you know you're uh, a bit introverted uh you're a very good listener. Um And when you do say something like I, I'm always I shut my mouth and listen because because it's always uh, you always come up with something powerful and good. Uh, but but I tell you, you are probably one of the dudes that pops to mind immediately that like has taken. Just massive, crazy, intentional action on a lot of the things, if not everything we do in the Connect man mastermind. Right. And, and, and the, the point of why we even started this thing is so that we would have some education. We'd broaden our horizons. We'd have some different point of views and then we would do something about it. Right. We would, we would take action to be different, to be better, to do things that really solidified at the calendar level and the checkbook level, this life that we really want to live. And, and you like, you popped to mind immediately as someone who is just like, grab the bull by the horns man and, and you're like action 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 but what's powerful about that is is not just taking action but the there's been a profound uh change in you your relationships and there's things that like i remember back when we had the conversation about you and your your uh son specifically how you just felt a disconnect and the challenge that we issued was to start finding the things where you connect and to start doing things and, and watch the relationship grow. And dude, that's just one of like uh, just a, a plethora of things that you've done to embody what it means to be a kinetic man. And, and I'm excited to hear more specifically because, you know, usually we're in a group setting, but more specifically from you, some of the very tangible outpourings and outcomes from from this uh massive intentional action you've taken. So super excited about this conversation, dude.
2: Well I appreciate it, Dave. And uh, you know, the the comments about, you know, I, I'm quiet and I totally like I normally spend a lot of time listening. I mean, um that's that's absolutely true. Uh being around a group of guys like this in the mastermind, I think that's an easy role to take. I mean there's so much you know, just positive thought that's coming out, you know, from every different direction. And I I do like to sit back and kind of take my time and uh, process kind of everything that's happening and really think through, um, you know, what is being said and how it impacts and how it specifically applies to me. And, you know, I I really appreciate you guys for recognizing, um, you know, the actions that I'm taking, because to be honest, you know, you don't always see them uh, at that level when you're living them day to day, right? Like, the 1% change is a little bit harder to notice, I think, when you're living in it day over day. Um, But as I was kind of getting ready to record this podcast, I spent some time kind of thinking back on, you know, what has this mastermind meant to me and my family and my relationships and just my personal growth. And um, yeah, it's easy to see how I have become, you know, better uh, by being involved in this. And like you said, taking action, taking these conversations seriously and finding ways to apply them to my life.
1: Well, dude, before we get into kind of some of the actions um, that, that you've taken, let's get a little rewind and kind of, um, you know, tell us about who Casey Kendall is. Um, besides being my cousin um, and living here in Colorado and and just being a huge part of my family's life, um, you know, tell us about, uh, you know, how you grew up and and then what you do now.
2: Yeah, um, so I was born and raised in rural South Dakota, um, north central South Dakota to be specific. Uh, um, Very small town, 700 people, grew up in a, you know, just a different environment, I think. Um, Everybody knew everybody, very small community, um, graduating class of like 30 people. Uh, Basically went to high school, you know, uh, grade school, middle school, high school, all in the same building, same set of teachers. It was pretty... Uh, pretty unique. Then graduated, ended up going to college uh, in South Dakota. And um, my wife, Swann, uh, got recruited to play soccer uh, at the same school I was going to. So we met, got married basically the summer after we graduated college, um, bought a house in Aberdeen. We're living there very happily. And then uh, one day she kind of came home and said, I want to move be closer to my family, which was all out here in Denver. So, um, you know, young, didn't have any kids at that point, picked up, moved out here. I've uh, been in Denver for, gosh, uh, about 14, 15 years now. Um, professionally, I work uh, in supply chain for medical device companies. I've done that basically two different companies throughout my career here. And uh, that's still what I do today.
1: And you have two amazing boys.
2: I have two boys, uh, uh seven-year-old and nine-year-old, Harrison and Calvin. Yeah. My wife, Suanne, her and I have been married for, again, about fifteen years now, going on at least sixteen years this year. That's awesome, man.
1: Um, well, you know, you and I uh talk regularly, um, not only just inside uh the mastermind group, but uh but outside of the mastermind group as well. We live pretty close to each other and and spend a lot of time with our families. Our children are uh close in age and they get along fantastically and they have a a blast together. Um, So I want to get into some of this stuff. Um, Let's start with, uh, I I think, where, you know, a lot, we start with uh, core values. Um, We start talking about that very early on in our mastermind group. And I know this is something that you latched onto and, and just, again, took action on it. So talk to me about, like your family core values, how you kind of came up with them and what you do with them on a regular basis, uh, with your family and how you, you know, ingrain those into your daily life.
2: Absolutely. Um, I do have to give, I think a shout out here. I think it was the podcast you guys had with Lyle. Um, there's a portion in that where he was talking about how he did this with his family, I think as well. Um, and, uh, basically what we did was we took, our last name kindle and came up with a a value for each letter in that word so kindness integrity never stopping daring empathy and loving um and we we sat down as a family and we went through this exercise my kids again are they're young but they were excited to talk about this and they enjoyed you know coming up with words that start with those letters and all of that but then we really got a chance to talk about you know empathy is not something you talk about a lot with a 7 year old right integrity is not a word that comes up a lot in a 7 year old's um vocabulary or a 9 year old's um but it was something that they very positively responded to and my wife as well um so we had the conversation we wrote it down and now we have uh a kindle a set of kindle values that we can talk about every day um and use as teaching tools um, when the, when the opportunities present themselves.
0: Did you, do you see like a practical, um, change or, or something like a manifestation of the, of these values? Have you seen it change, whether it's your decision-making process or your kids or referencing back to, uh, to this incredible, uh, Kindle acronym?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Even, you know, certainly uh, in myself, like I find myself trying to find those opportunities to use this as a learning tool, right. When they're fighting with each other, right. Because you know, young kids, young boys, like that's what they're going to do. Right. It's easy to pull them aside and say, Hey guys, what does K stand for in Kindle? And they immediately both know it's kindness and it's like, Hey, are you treating any, everybody around you with kindness right now? No, no, we're not. Okay. And you can see like, it's a stop and it's a reset and it's a chance to have that very quick conversation that becomes, I think, familiar. And, and, um, it's a really good tool for them. It helps me, you know, again, in decisions I'm making day in and day out, how am I treating my kids? How am I treating my wife? How am I, you know, treating a stranger walking down the street? Um, so I, I, I think by, coming up with these and bringing them to the forefront, it's easier to reflect back on them and have them constantly fresh in your mind.
1: And I know you've told me kind of about um, the way that you teach these lessons around the dinner table um, with your family. And, and, you know, you kind of pick one of those and kind of go through it, explain that. And just the, again, just the the actual action steps uh, that you're taking to, teach these core values to your kiddos?
2: Yeah. So that kind of uh, manifests itself at a Sunday night dinner. Um, We have a family meeting, try to do it every Sunday, but, you know, travel and life get in the way, but you know, more Sundays than not, we sit down as a family, we have a meal and it kind of started with the building of the framework. And then after that, it was like, okay, we selected one value and that became the Kindle value of the week right? So then you really focus on that during the week. And at the end of the week, then there's a conversation that's really happening about, okay, share some opportunities that you had to show this value, you know, at home, at school, you know, where are some opportunities where you could have done better with this value. Um, and then, you know, we kind of talk about it and then we've gone as far as, you know, we vote a Kindle of the week. So we all sit down and, uh, Everybody votes and whoever wins now gets a Kindle of the Week award. And, uh, you know, it's a little homemade sign that we made, but it's it's something. And the kids, I mean, the kids love it. I mean, Sunday comes around and they're asking to vote and they're asking to sit down and have these conversations. So, um, again, I think it's hard to see the change week over week, but looking back to where we started and where we're at now, um, I know it's making an impact on their lives. um, And that's what it's all about.
0: But, well, dude, not only is that, like, super rad, but, you know, Stu and I talked about this. We recorded something earlier, and I'm not sure when it'll come out, but we talked about the idea of legacy and inheritance and how um, the very cheap versions of that are all money driven, right? Like, they're all, okay, well, the, you know, what I want to leave my kids is a, a pile of money or whatever it is. And and it, that that's so insignificant compared to what we could leave them as our influence and impact as dads and and in the family dynamic. And this what I hear dude is like these kids are being ingrained from a young age with a number of things that are very very uh powerful um from a legacy perspective. Right? Like they are learning core values. They're learning they're empowering their name with these attributes that that define who they are and who they want to become. They're aspirational and they're they're very um, they're very tangible at the same time. Uh, you're you're creating this dynamic of a, a Sunday family meeting, right? A, an open space that can be fun, but also is very intentional and it's by by design to be a, a you know around the table an occasion that the family everybody has voice. You guys have this award, like, dude. It, it is a, such a multi-faceted, multi-layered thing that you're doing, and it's and it all starts with one awareness, right? Like this whole idea of some of these curriculum things we go through in the mastermind. But, but when you start putting them into into effect, it's not just family core values. It's not just the Kindle acronym. It's not just right. It's this multi-layered multi-generational potentially impactful thing on all your lives. And it's freaking awesome, dude. Like it, it fires me up. The Kindle, I didn't know you guys did the Kindle family, you know, the Kindle of the Week award. That that's yeah, that's man. pretty that's pretty special, dude. That's pretty special. So I, I want to applaud you on that. But but I but you know at the same time I want to highlight it's not like if you would have thought of everything you're doing right now and step one would have been all that would you have ever done it
2: no absolutely not right like looking at it 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 seems too big to tackle right like to, to put all of this in place at once but um having the conversations and being able to just kind of step into it i guess a little bit naturally right and um you know i don't know if i was lucky i don't know if it's just the way it is but like my family really accepted it and everybody was excited about it and um So it was easy to kind of take this thing and keep refining it, you know, and, you know, now at the Sunday meetings, we're starting to add pieces about like financial literacy and we're working with the kids on like budgeting and giving them, I don't want to call it an allowance, um, but they get, they get money and I want them to see like, how is their account, right? Is it growing? Is it shrinking? Like, hey, I spent $10 on this thing. That's two and a half weeks of, you know, allowance. Was that really worth that spend? So we're continuing to grow and adapt these meetings um, as the kids are growing, as things are happening in our lives, as conversations are changing. Um, but having that as like kind of a, a touch point uh, in our calendar and our schedule, everybody knows it's there. Like you said, to have a voice, to have a conversation um, every week. It, it's been really great.
1: I gotta ask, how many times have have you won the uh, Kindle of oh, the Week award?
2: Um, how many times have I won Kindle of the Week? I've probably won three, I will three. say. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Who's uh, who's the reigning champ? Yeah, but... rainy uh, right
2: now, uh, Harrison, my youngest, is our reigning Kindle of the Week. So nice. we're on a two-week stretch. My wife is traveling Sunday, so we didn't get to have our meeting yesterday, but she'll be back in town uh, today. and We'll probably do a midweek uh, instead of a Sunday to get back on track here. Nice.
1: Have you seen any change in, in, in your boys from this?
2: Yeah. You know, um, just this weekend I was reflecting both boys kind of out of, went out of their way to ask how my day was. Um, just, you know, Hey dad, how are you doing? Like, are you having a good day? And it's, I I don't know that that's ever really happened before. Right. And I think that that again is just, I go out of my way to ask those conversations and, you know, I, I think it's a lot more than just how was school. Right. Like, why was school good? Why was school bad? Right. Like getting a little bit deeper. We've had a lot of conversations about that as well is, you know, it's easy to have to ask a yes or no question, but to force, you know, conversations uh, that are a bit deeper. Um, and and I do feel like, you know, some of that is starting to come back and it's really cool to see, you know, them showing an interest and, you know, you know, how was work today? what do you have going on dad? Like, what are you proud of that you did today? Like getting asked those questions back, um, it's really neat to see. And then it just sparks more conversations that you can have, you know, and, um, being really honest, you know, with them, I think is another, uh, you know, we talk a ton in the, the mastermind group about, you know, being open and vulnerable. Right. And I think that goes with your family and your kids as well. Right. I think a lot of people don't want to talk to their kids about what they have going on in their life, or, you know, these are the three or four things that I'm thinking about and I'm stressed about, or, you know, they're just taking up space in my mind. Um, And you don't have to go, you know, super deep, but like sharing some information with them and, you know, keeping them up to speed on what's happening around them, I think is, is cool and they enjoy it. Yeah, dude, I love it.
0: Well, you're building trust too, right? Like you're, you're, you're empowering them with, the knowledge of your adult situation and what's going on and, 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 and a level of trust that they can, you know, that they can handle process and, and, and have those level of conversations with, with their dad. That's pretty rad.
1: One of the cool. things that uh, I heard recently on a podcast um, and I've quoted him many times and uh, he's, he's now becoming like my favorite podcast listener and author is John Mark Comer, And he, he said that one of the jobs of a parent is to study your children and to help unfold them into the man or the woman that God made them to be. And, you know, you and I have had a lot of conversations about just um, investing time into each one of our kids. And, and you know, you've, you've uh, communicated some challenges and, and you know, you're, both your boys are very different, right? And... One of them you connect with a little bit easier and the other one, you you know, it's a little bit uh, more challenging. And, and David had mentioned it before, but um, if you don't mind, man, like, could you, could you kind of expand on, on just that in itself? And just really like, you have been super intentional about really understanding what makes your two boys tick. And, you know, they they are very different and, you know, you are spending individual time with each of them. Uh, You're starting to do these, you know, these dates with your kids. We, you know, we call them the the family board meeting. And um, if you could, man, like explain to us the, um, if if you're okay with it, if you're open to it, just kind of some of the challenges that you have with that at first, and then how you have um, kind of worked through that process.
2: Yeah. um, I I think it started with, you know, just thinking about um, those deltas in your life from where you are and where you want to be right this is one of the things again that we touched on um and i think i already knew it coming into the mastermind but like this talking about it and thinking about it really kind of forced it to the forefront is i saw like my boys are both young right and they both still like spending time with me and they both like like to be around but i know as they get older that's not always going to be the case so i i saw if nothing changed I could easily see a future where I just didn't have a strong relationship with one of my sons, just given the fact that him and I, like our natural tendencies aren't the same. Right. Like he likes X, I like Y. It's just not as naturally easy for us to find common ground. So I recognize this as an issue and I wanted to correct it. So um, by, you know, kind of a lot of the things that you said, you know, a couple examples are we, my, uh, my son is really into animals and reptiles and snakes in particular. Right. So we made it a, a special event to take him to a reptile time, which is just a bunch of people like selling snakes and spiders. And it's, I mean, it was insane, but he had the absolute time of his life and being able to take him to something like that, that was out of the comfort zone of, you know, myself and my wife. And like, but to plan that for him and to talk to him about that and like let him know that we're doing this because it's something that you cherish. Um, and you enjoy, it was really meaningful for him. Um, and he was so appreciative and it it starts building that connection. Right. And then, you know, like you said, uh, we call them love days, but they're, you know, parent board meetings or, uh, family board meetings or, but one-on-one time, you know, just you with each of your children, you know, um, my son and I, we did this and we did an escape room. And again, I had done an escape room with my wife as a date, like a month prior. And we come home and we talk about it. We were telling him how much fun we had, but that was a conversation, like a one-off that I never expected to come up again. Then his first date day or love day, um, he's like, yeah, I want to do an escape room. You and me, that's what we're doing. And we went and we had like the time of our lives, and we worked together and we solved problems and we laughed, and you know we were under pressure, but like uh we we worked together, and again, it was just a tremendous positive experience um so continuing to look forward and continuing to apply this level of intentionality um, to relationships with both of my sons and my wife and you know other friends um it's going to pay off. And I see that delta that was bigger being smaller and continuing to shrink and being more in line with what I hope it can be.
0: Well, I think the power in that is it's not what it's not even necessarily. I mean, hope is a beautiful thing, but you don't even have to hope you can see. Right. You can see that level of intentionality you can see the impact on your family dynamic. You see the impact on, on, on specifically specifically uh, your children and your wife, your relationships, because they're, that investment into them is, I mean, it's, it's like, it's fuel on a fire, dude. Like it, it just grows and, and it's, it's so beautiful. So empowering. And it's, it's uh, we, we all typically respond very favorably to uh, just relational building. Right. And, and, and being, being loved on and being spoken life into. So it's awesome, man. I love that. Uh, Scales and Tails. That's a, a store that I highly recommend. My kids are into snakes. One of my kids wants to buy a snake. We've been very, uh, he's been saving a lot of money to buy it. And I'm like, dude, that's like a 50 year investment, man. <laughs> like, And it's not staying at my house. Like, I didn't realize they live that long. We, we've gotten more educated uh, as they've gotten interested. But we took our kids there and they let them handle the snakes at one point they all have snakes around their necks and in their hands and it's a great place it's awesome so
2: just check that out yeah you'll love that luckily and tails my son that loves snakes is not the best uh with budgeting yet so uh (laughs) he's kind of shooting himself in the foot and he's not getting any closer to his uh his snake savings fund uh that's awesome, awesome. Uh, so far it ain't enough.
0: cheap it ain't cheap it's a few hundred yeah.
2: bucks to what, invest in them but Casey,
1: what was the uh what was the frog that uh that he caught that you guys had oh, for man. a while
2: uh yeah in south dakota at my mom's uh place they caught uh it's a woodhouse toad and it's about the size of your fist it's a big fat toad but we uh two summers in a row uh we would catch them out there and we would bring them home and um we built a little habitat for them and then every week we would have to go buy crickets and uh feed our toad crickets uh yeah we haven't gotten one yet this summer but it's probably not too far off in the the future here we'll have a toad again nice
1: yeah nice. those things are big they're like i mean
2: yeah yeah they're large hey,
0: and i also want to emphasize you know this this sounds like this all sounds beautiful kumbaya i mean it sounds like um Almost sounds easy, right? And I, and I don't want to lose something in this. You know, this was a big struggle. Like I remember the meeting that we had where we talked about when we were in um we were in the family part of our curriculum, and this was like no kidding a source of, of almost pressure, sadness. It wasn't a high point. You know, when you were describing. When you were describing your relationship with your son and the concerns you had and how there wasn't this natural uh this natural draw that you guys both enjoyed similar things or you know, whatever the whatever the desire was. And so I, I don't want to lose the fact that where you started was not from a position of power and like this you know, bubbling over enthusiasm. It was, it was a, it was a point, it was a valley. I would say it was a valley and it was a, it was a challenge, right? It was something you were deeply concerned and saddened by. And then we issued a challenge and I remember that conversation and, and, and it was like a light bulb went off and you started exploring the thing, doing the things with your son that interest him. And, and it turns out, it just turns out in a, in a beautiful way because, A lot of us, excuse me, a lot of us, just human nature, we perceive this level of work that would go into building this relationship and uh, we just don't connect and uh, all this stuff. But oftentimes it's just these little tiny simple steps, an awareness of something different and these little steps that can get us to a place. And sometimes we discover that, well, actually, I really enjoy this thing that I never even considered, that I thought I might not even like, right? Right. And part of that is also seeing the joy and the connection over these different things. And a lot of people just don't ever explore it and they stop. And so one, I want to, I want to uh, just applaud you on that. But two, if you could shine some light on that as well for folks that, that, that are in the same place, cause all of us kind of get, can, can be in this place, right? Our kids are just into something we're not into and you know, like whatever, my kid wants to dance and I'm like, dude, that's just not something I did, but there's also like a bridge there. Like I love dancing. So we do a family turn on the music and we all dance together, right? Like there's always a way. So if you, if you don't mind shedding a little bit of light on that, cause I I don't want to lose the fact that this was not just an easy walk in the park.
2: No. And I think, I mean, you're absolutely right. Cause it was, it was a, a major concern that I had is I could see the future and where the relationship could go if I didn't change. Um, and I think, there's a part, there's a large part of it that is me taking responsibility for my end of it, right? Like I, I can't look at both of my sons through the same lens, you know, everybody's different. Everybody needs to be treated differently and taking some time to like work through all of that stuff in me internally is like, I can't expect the same from both of my sons. They're going to have different preferences and different wants and things that drive them differently. So I think me stepping back, um, from kind of a, a single minded point of view, realizing where that was getting us and then, um, transitioning to be more, you know, um, open to, to new and different things, right. To try different things. And and if you're not trying different things, you know, you're never going to get anywhere. Right. You're going to keep getting the same results. So it was like you said, let's take some steps. Let's try a few different things and let's see what works. And, you know, um, one thing leads to another. And, you know, I'm not going to say that we're sitting here and, you know, we're best friends and we never get mad. And like, I never, you know, get mad and yell at my kids because I still do. Right. I mean, it's still part of it, but it happens less and less. um, And there's a lot more conversations that are happening in between at this point.
1: What about, um, what about your relationship with, uh, with Sue with your spouse? How's that, Um, how's that looking?
2: No, it's been, it's been really good because, um, again, I think applying some intentionality, we were very much going down a path. I think that's very common today, which is we were roommates. Um, you know, we were living together and we were taking care of the kids and that was the sole focus of the relationship. Um, we now spend a lot more time, you know, we go on date nights every month and we spend time alone together. Um, And we talk about, you know, all of these things that we talk about with the kids, we're having conversations about as well. You know, we're talking about our finances, we're talking about our values, we're talking about, you know, what's going on in her life, what's going on in my life, where, you know, what do we want to be doing as individuals 10 years from now, you know, because our kids are going to be older, you know, what, what are our wants for our future and trying to make sure that those are aligned and that those are something that we're focusing on as well. And not just, you know, head down, living in the day to day, not, um, kind of thinking big picture future, or, you know, if you ignore these things, 10 years go by and you've got a major problem on your hands.
1: One thing that, uh, I want, I want to, uh, applaud you on is, is, um, and highlight that, you know, some decisions that you've made that that we've had conversations on is um, decisions you've made in your work that impacts your family. And you've been given some opportunities and you have intentionally made choices um, to maybe not take those opportunities because of the impact that it could take on your family. Um, Talk about that a little bit, because I think Um, it's a unique decision and I don't think everybody would make it.
2: Yeah. Um, and I won't say that it was an easy decision, but, um, there have been times in my career where there were further growth opportunities, we'll say, right. Where I continue moving up the ladder, I continue taking on more responsibility, but with that growth and that opportunity comes more commitment to, uh, The job and less time and freedom with my family, and um, COVID that whole time around COVID was really kind of a um, a trigger point, I would say for this for me, right? Like is like most of us, we got sent home and I was working from remote, and I really like it opened my eyes to like holy cow, like this this matters, this is different. Being able to be remote, being able to walk my kids to school every day, being able to have breakfast with them, make them breakfast, bring them home from school, sit down and do homework every day and not constantly be in this rush um, of, you know, I've got a thousand different things going on, slowing down and being able to be present in those moments um, is what really triggered in my mind, you know, that that is something that I valued and something that I wanted. And, you know, as other opportunities have come up in my you know, career or, you know, what have you, those things kind of keep coming back to the forefront of if I, if I do take this opportunity or I look at this, um, you know, change or whatever it may be, how does that impact these other core um, necessities, I would call them at this point. And um, yeah, it's led to decisions turning down or, you know, not going uh, to a growth opportunity or the next, you know, level up, um And kind of staying where I'm at because I'm happy, you know, doing what I'm doing today because it gives me a lot of the freedoms um, that I really, really cherish.
1: I I love, I know you got, sorry, I've been stepping on you, but like, I love the conversation that you told me about um, with your boss where, you know, you were like, hey, I might take this opportunity, but but it has to be remote. Like I, and I'm not going to travel and I'm going to work from home. (laughs) <laughs> and your boss was like, Well, yeah, I don't know if that's gonna be, uh, it doesn't sound like that's the priority that we're looking for. So mm, sorry. I was like, Dude, I love
2: that, you know, like, no, these are my priorities. And I'm gonna stick to them, you know,
1: it's been awesome.
2: That came out of some reflection. I was talking with my wife, I was talking with uh, some close friends, uh, some guys in the mastermind group because it was a nice opportunity, but again going back and not being willing to step away from priorities out like my, my family priorities. Um, and really just recrystallizing what those were, what I'm willing to bend on and what I'm not. And then being able to come into a conversation like that and say here, Hey, this is what I'm willing to offer. If it's good for you. Great. If not, you know, no big deal. We'll keep doing, you know, we'll keep moving. Dude, I, I love that. And, and I know we,
0: uh, We talked, I think we were in the, were we like sitting in the USO or something on our trip, on our way out to a retreat and you and I were talking about this and I'll tell you, it's really cool because most people do not have clarity around what they truly want and they take opportunities because it's, it's, it's packaged in this beautiful little box of opportunity and, and everything has a cost. And because we don't have clarity, we've not weighed the cost. And so oftentimes we say yes to things that ultimately do not serve us in the best way possible because, you know, more money does not mean more happiness or more, you know, whatever. And if if people listen to these podcasts, they think we disparage money and that's not it at all, right? Like I have a desire to make tons of money, but But my desire, my clarity around making tons of money is because I've already decided I want to cap my income and I just want to give away a ton of money. Like that's that's the point of it. Right. It's not because I need to pay for a a Maserati. I couldn't even tell you what a Maserati looks like. Like These things are not important to me. Um, And so it's just wrapping clarity around the things that we want and, and where we want our effort to go. So I, I absolutely love that because really some people look at that and be like, oh, you're, you're missing an opportunity. Whereas you're looking at it like, no, this takes away from my opportunity to do the things I really want to do, which are with my family. And I have clarity around our budget and all these other things, which enables you're more empowered to do what you want to do than somebody who's seeking just to promote. And it reminds me of a quote, uh, Stephen Covey, uh, there's a couple ways that that it's framed, but basically it says uh, some people achieve the top of the ladder. You mentioned the ladder, and this popped in my head. Some people achieve the top of the ladder, and only then realize it was standing against the wrong wall, right? So they get to the top of the ladder, and they're like, "Oh dang, this isn't where I wanted it to be. This isn't what I expected it to be. This isn't. I didn't have the vision to see where my ladder was leaning." And there's an, another way he says it that I think is also important. He says, if the ladder is not leaning against the right wall, every step we take just gets us to the wrong place faster. And I think that small nuance is is beautiful because it highlights We're taking actions and we're doing stuff and we're doing things. But if we don't know where we want to go and where we want to be, it's literally just taking us further away from the thing that we truly want because we never defined it until it's too late potentially, right? And that's what your your point was. 10 years down the road, I was looking at this relationship and there wasn't one. And would a better paying job or quote unquote opportunity offset whatever regret and other feelings you'd have at that time in 10 years? I, I don't think so. And so how how did you get, how did you get that clear about it? How'd you get that clear about like, where did you get to the point where you could literally go in and tell your boss, like, ah, yeah, I'll take this job. Totally. If it meets all my conditions. <laughs>
2: um, you know, it, it's a process like all of this stuff is right. And I think for me um, it, it started with the finances and the financial side and like understanding very clearly, you know, where we are from that perspective, right? Like, I know like comfortably what our incomes cover and like where we're at with all of that. So that's a portion, like the freedom of the mindset of that of I'm not worrying about where, you know, my paycheck is going and what it's going to, like there's a 10 year plan and like we have a plan in places to like how that is laid out. Right. And then um, again, I think it was for me, really it was the experience like, of being home with the kids during COVID and like that first taste of working from home and just realizing, like opening my eyes to like, this is what I want. Like the ability to be around and be available because prior to that, I mean, my kids were probably five, uh, six and four, I want to say, or something like that. Like when I was at home during COVID. So like up until that point, six years of my oldest son's life, I was basically working You know, I would get up, maybe see him for 10 minutes for breakfast, be out the door, get home, maybe pick him up from daycare, have time to like make a quick meal and put him into bed. Right. So you're getting very little, if any, quality time um, during the day. It's just rushing to like meet all of the requirements of the day and you're not experiencing any of that quality time. So like getting a taste of that and like just being grateful for it and being able to recognize what it was. Um, is what really solidified it in my mind is like, this is more important. The ability to be here, the ability to go to again soccer practices and whatever it is, the ability to get up and have breakfast together and have conversations in the morning and have some fun, you know, like we walk to school and we play games, we're counting the roly polies we see. And we're like, it's always something interesting. Um And just having that taste of it made me realize that I was never going to be willing to give that up again.
0: I love that, man. I love that. It remind me uh, when Jake and I were in the airport for this trip, we just took the airport has multicolored floors and there was a huge line for security, huge line. And Jake started just walking on the black, right. And jumping through this line, people around us. And so I'm like, oh, dude, what's the challenge? Where's the lava? And he's like the lava's the red dad. And I'm like, okay cool. Let, let's just, I totally forgot about this till you just said the sidewalk thing. But, but what was funny We're in this. I mean, thousands of people in this line, this line was so long, longest I've ever seen. And, uh, and we're doing this and you, you notice the people around you, like they're drawn to it. They're drawn to the joy. They're drawn to like the, we're laughing. We're having fun. I'm like, like pushing them in the lava. We're like, just in, in just a security line. And it, it's just that those opportunities don't exist unless you're fully present. I could have totally justified being on my phone, like scrolling, you know, emailing, texting, in that moment because we're just in the line for security, right? But we we turn it into this fun moment that only a dad and a and a kid can share in that moment. And it, dude, it's beautiful, right? Like it just was a lot of fun. And even like the elderly people around us are like, "Hey, what are we doing? What, what are we?" You know, I'm like, "Hey, can't step on the red because that's the lava and your feet will melt." like whatever, just being dumb. Right. But a lot of fun. And one thing you said, um, and we're coming to time, Jeez, this is, this is such a good, fun conversation. I just love your action, dude. But one of the things you said, it reminded me. So uh, Rick Warren oftentimes talks about the importance of reading the Bible and having the word in your heart and your mind. Right. And, and a lot of times he says, you know, you're not going to walk around necessarily quoting the Bible, but, but, he said, "The power of reading in the Bible oftentimes is that you have these verses, these things tucked away, so that when the hard parts or when different aspects of life confront you, you have something to draw from. That to whether it's to fight, to counter, to validate, whatever it is, you have the power of the word in you." And you said that one of the powers uh, of the group of the mastermind. I'm not equating the mastermind to the Bible. Don't don't get me wrong, but One of the powers of the mastermind is that we talk about things and it's very deep, profound things we hadn't necessarily considered. We get other points of view and that stuff is in here. It's like a residual thing that's in there. And and you highlighted that weeks later, a situation will arise and it'll it'll come back to the forefront. You're like, oh, we talked about this thing. And this was an op, like, this is what, you know, J-Rob said that he'd do this in this situation, whatever it is, right? Somebody said something that's impactful And you use that in the moment to be intentional. And I I love how you said that because it all goes back to you have to be surrounded by the right people. You have to be having the right conversations. You have to have the right focus and the level of intentionality to be able to draw excellence back into the current moment that you're living in to make decisions that will be impactful for the future and to impact those around you and to serve and to love them. And, And so I love how you 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 highlighted that before we hit record because it's so true, man. I can't tell you how many times something comes up and I'm like, oh man, we talked about, oh yeah, I should do this thing because we talked about this and someone said it was really powerful. And, and so like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And so I just love, I love that truth, but I also love, dude, you've taken so much action. Like it's got my brain going like, okay, how do I shorten Gutierrez to make like a goodie values or whatever? that we can talk through and continuously just hit, but but more importantly, create that legacy of a life intentionally and well-lived. And so I love it, dude.
2: I, I appreciate that. And like, you know, we were talking about, I think before we hit record, but yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head is having those tools in your tool belt to like when life situations come up and being able to, Kind of rely on experiences or conversations um, that have happened in your past, and being able to just sit and think about them for a time, and then how can you best apply them, you know, to your particular situation. Um, that's been to me the biggest impact of the the mastermind and the group, you know, of men that we have is just soaking up all of those experiences and then applying them um, to your individual experience.
1: Do with just a few minutes left. I, w- I want to um just hit just a few more of these things that that you know that I've noticed that you're doing and um you know these action these action items because they're powerful and I think if someone hears that and be like oh I need to do that too. So talk to me about your conversations and and your letters uh, that you've written to to your parents um, and these gratitude journals and these conversations that you're having that you have started
2: yeah um so for for christmas um i kind of i don't remember if it was a challenge i don't if it was a conversation we were having i don't remember exactly what the genesis of it was but um i sat down and i just wrote a very honest like letter to both of my parents about you know my my parents got divorced when i was in college so there was some i think undealt with um emotion there that I'd probably I'd never really communicated back to them. So uh it was really just kind of being an honest letter to both of them about, you know, you guys made the decisions that you made and here is where we're at today. And I am thankful for everything, like all of the stuff that you taught me, because I wouldn't be where I am today. But I also see that, you know, some of these decisions put you in a place that I don't necessarily want to be in. And like kind of confronting all of that um, it, it was, you know, thankful and it was, you know, just some honesty, I think that had been bottled up for a long time. So it was very well received. Most of my parents, you know, sparked conversations out of it that were amazing. And then, um, continuing on that, you know, recently I had a chance to, you know, my dad, uh, lives about 12 hours from where I am. He lives, you know, back where I grew up and, um, we don't get to see each other, you know, um, as regularly, um, you know, somebody that's a bit closer, but, uh, had some time together and you know, I just really had a I felt that I really needed to make the most of that opportunity. Um, and him and I sat down and we had a conversation, literally, we were up until four in the morning talking about just life, you know, um, questions I had never asked him. Um, you know, just it, it started off, you know, kind of innocuous, and then I took it to a level I felt was pretty deep, and we had very meaningful conversations, probably I'm not even going to say probably definitely the most real conversation I've ever had with my dad like about life and about what he had going on and the decisions he made you know about x y or z when we were growing up and like just questions that I've always had that I've never gone out and asked um and uh it, it was amazing I mean it was a, one of the best experiences you know that him and I probably have had together um and that's you know, the type of stuff that, again, just having some intentionality and going in and realizing that there's only so many opportunities to have conversations like this and, um, you've got to take advantage of them.
0: That's beautiful, man. I, I, uh, I love that. I, before I went on my trip and I didn't have a chance to, uh, do it. I wanted to set up the occasion to do it beforehand and, and have a, uh, you know, deeper conversation, but I called my, my dad. I'm like, Hey, um, I'm taking Jake on this trip. Is there anything that you want to tell my son that you want him to take on from you? Right. Like just this question. And then, and then I said, is there anything? And then is there anything that's it for consideration? I want to get, I want to have this conversation. I want you to be, I don't want to put you on the spot because it's a very unique and it's very um unusual in a great way, what you just, what you just described, right? Those types of conversations, asking your dad, Hey, I would love for you to pass on to my kid, something that you wish that your dad would have maybe passed on to you, like giving an opportunity for that space to be able to have that conversation. Right. And I think it's, it's amazing. Cause we don't do that. We're uncomfortable with it. We're afraid of what's going to happen. And like you highlighted, it's it's most likely going to be a really, really positive experience. And at a minimum, you're growing closer to somebody, you're getting to know them better, uh, even if it's your dad, even if it's somebody that you've, a sibling or somebody you spent your entire life with potentially, like we are very complex human beings. And, and there's a lot there that we don't know about each other that we can learn and grasp. And so I, I love, I appreciate you asking that question, Stu, because it it gives us an opportunity to do these things before, because I guarantee you, and I feel this so my dad when I say dad he's my he's my stepdad, he's my stepdad for most of my life, but my dad biological father he he's he passed, and there's no more opportunity to learn about you know what a how did you come over here from Mexico like what was that like like just that is like fascinating, mm-hmm. right and and it's gone now. And so you know, to take advantage of that before it's too late, I think it's such a beautiful story and and hugely impactful obviously and we can all do it right well you can do it until you can't exactly can you can. and then and then that's it
2: that's, that's gone it.
1: Casey were you nervous about that conversation?
2: yeah um I was um it was like I said that we had never had conversations kind of at that level like really, personal asking background like questions like that. So yeah, there was a part of me that was nervous to have it and you know, didn't want to. If I uh, if I hadn't been intentional um and really pursued it, you know, it, it's very easy to see a scenario where it just never happens and then time's gone and you're wishing that you had.
1: Yeah. That's good, man. Well dude, I am incredibly proud of you. Um you have impacted me uh hugely uh, in a positive way and you know you you've been so encouraging um you know your family has gotten very close to my family and um we love you and i'm so glad that you know you are so intentional and you're i mean dude you're awesome husband awesome dad awesome friend and a leader um in your community and um blessed to have you in my life man
2: I really appreciate it guys. And like, um, I, I just want to, you know, kind of throw it back at you guys for everything that you're doing. Um, because I wouldn't be where I am today without having joined this group and being exposed to the opportunity, maybe opportunity is the wrong word, but being exposed to the thought and the intentionality, um, and, and surrounding myself with the type of people I want to be around. And I mean, that's you guys. Um, so, I love you guys and just thank you for everything you're doing.
1: Yeah, man. Well, if, uh, if people want to reach out to you and, and kind of, you know, get more nuggets of information on what you're doing with your kids and with your spouse and with your, with your family, how do they get in touch with you?
2: Uh, probably the easiest is just to, uh, you can email me. It's, you know, casey.kindle at gmail.com. Um, that's probably the easiest way i I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on, I've deleted most of my socials, actually. That's another uh, thing I've been working on as part of this group. Uh, So I'm slowly kind of stepping away from a lot of that, but. uh, You're
1: not on, you're not on TikTok?
2: I'm not, I'm not. I deleted TikTok. I deleted Facebook. Uh, I still got Twitter. I'm trying to convince myself to get rid of it, but uh,
0: we'll (laughs) see. That's good, man. Well, dude, Casey, I love you, brother. And uh, I'm just, Uh, You know, I'd say I'm proud of you, but that implies that this is a, uh, you know, a a one way street. I am completely challenged by you as well. I'm made better by you by the actions you take by the just the radical, um, the, the radical level of commitment that you have. And, and dude, seeing you make decisions based on priorities and clarity is, is like, is just pure, just joy pure joy to my heart, uh, to, to see that. And so, dude, I'm, I am, uh, challenged by you. I am growing because of you. And, uh, and I, I love it, man. You're, you keep crushing. Love having you in this group loved getting to know you and, uh, man, super excited for you and your family, and the generational impact you're making, buddy. Thanks guys.
1: Guys and gals reach out to uh, Casey. Uh, we'll put his email address in the show notes, uh, he's not on TikTok. He's not on Facebook. He is Twitter, on LinkedIn. Apparently Twitter. Apparently Twitter, Twitter, and the Twitter links. Twitter yeah. the links. Um, hey, and if this was impactful to you, share it with somebody. Tell somebody about this. And more importantly, go take action. Go do some of the stuff that Casey's doing. Like be intentional with your kiddos, with your parents, with your spouse, um, and create more positive, stronger, deeper relationships.
0: And if it wasn't impactful... Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Awesome. Giddy up. Giddy up. Make it a great day, friends. Love you guys. See you soon. Casey is one of the biggest reasons why I'm so fired up about the kinetic man mastermind, opening the doors for another house and getting more dudes to just come to the same, to similar, uh, realizations but but to their own unique specific actions that drive generational legacy uh whatever long-term change to their families to them and dude to talk about living an intentional purposeful examined uh beautiful life like that that's what it looks like
1: yeah dude there's been so many things that that I have put in the action because of what Casey has said we didn't even hit on this in the uh, recording but you know, one of the things i want to mention here is he emails his kids every single week he set up email addresses for his kids and then he sends emails to them just about you know something they did together a lesson learned a thought pictures whatever it is and then he plans on essentially telling his kids about these emails, giving them the email addresses when they're, you know, 18 years old. They're going to have like hundreds of emails of basically just memories that they've from created dad, over, from dad. How rad is that? Super rad. Yeah. Super so, rad. I I mean, you know, I've taken that and I'm doing it myself and, and I'm so excited about it. But like that's, that. it sounds so simple, but it's just taking the action and actually, you know, doing it. Um. So, yeah. Love it. We are starting another group Uh, starting in September applications are open Um, hit that join now button on our website and um, come be a kinetic man and
0: like make generational impact uh, like Casey is. And to close out in the hopes that my children listen to this podcast years from now, Maya, Jacob and Noah, I absolutely love cherish and adore each of you more than you'll ever know. Yeah. Me too. Giddy up. Giddy up. See ya. Thank you friends for listening to Filling the Storehouse. If you are growth-minded and community-focused and willing to take uncommon action to redefine success and live an abundant life, visit our website at www.storehouse310.com to see all the ways we can connect.
1: Yeah, on our website, you can find information on everything we're doing like joining our meetup page to get the details on our webinars and our local Thursday gatherings here in Colorado. From our site, you can also find information on and sign up for our next retreat. Finally, we always appreciate your love and support. Please share this episode and go rate us on your podcast player of choice.
0: Thank you again. Now go fill the storehouse.